0: psychotherapy episode 14 you can tell we're a little bit rusty uh we haven't done i'm a little bit in, rusty ah uh, uh we haven't done this in a, a hot minute uh yeah it's been a know, couple weeks yeah life does uh life do be like that it do be getting in the way so uh we decided like fuck it just do an end of year roundup about all the best shit in this fucking shitty year
1: yeah, uh, unlike uh, pretty much any other episode, there's like zero notes, zero central topic where I- I'm seeing one step closer tonight. So we're just going to like jump in, get in, get out and like call it good. Technically, I'm I'm still in the middle of editing the episode that we recorded a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully it's out before this one's out, because otherwise you'd be in for a chronological mess. But that episode's sick. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be sick when you finally hear it, and this episode's gonna be sick, but in the way that like it's gonna be mentally sick, but it's still really, gonna be sick
0: i i am fully prepped i got my i got my beverage of choice, which is juice and i'm I'm ready to go
1: oh I've got a water uh here's some a s m r water delicious
0: that, that sounded like uh you know when YouTubers do like a really bad impression of sucking dick?
1: <laughs> well, it's because I yeah. drank it with my butthole.
0: Hell oh, yeah, butt <laughs> chugs. Uh, <laughs> remember
1: butt chugging? I f- like that definitely killed like a couple kids for sure. D-
0: that that happened outside
1: of Jackass. You know, there's there's a reason that like like alcohol needs to like go through the liver before like it mm. can get into the bloodstream, so uh psa uh kids if you just find out about butt chugging don't do it uh stick to jinkum it's way better
0: <laughs> oh god I-, I love that um casey jones did a fucking whole song called butt but um, hash and did-, did the ho- did the whole like um news intro and the whole song is like them thinking that people were sniffing their own shit to get high so sick they, no, that song no, like, names genuinely believed it. dude the mosh part where he's like when will you fucking get it and it just like <laughs> goes into the mosh part is actually sick but it's funny because it's not real like what he's i shit on isn't real
1: i'm gonna come out and say and like put it on the record for like the whole world to hear that like casey jones is the best bad straight edge band like 100
0: oh yeah If you take Casey Jones seriously, you're missing the entire purpose of Casey Jones. If you take Casey
1: Jones seriously, you're probably from Florida.
0: Like, (laughs) who's going to name their album Casey Jones as some crucial dudes and be taking themselves seriously? Like, I'm sorry, but you're missing the point. And if you can't find fun in Straight Edge, then, like, maybe you should just break. (laughs) Like,
1: I mean, I'd like to think that because they're named after, like a tough guy teenage mutant ninja turtles character that they're not taking themselves like too seriously but Mm. you know sometimes that stuff gets uh gets missed in translation ironically also uh named after uh well i don't think intentionally for them but it's also a grateful dead song um
0: yeah i definitely don't think that i I I don't think that was an influence i
1: i feel like i feel like um because, like, if I remember right, like, Casey Jones, like, the character was, like, this, like, anti-drug kind of dude, which, like, is very appropriate yeah. for, like, a straight edge band. And I feel like that that was ironic because I feel like the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, knew about the song Casey Jones by The Grateful Dead. And we like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, we made this song about, like, this dude that, like, <laughs> hates drugs? And, like, to be fair, like, I don't know, like, what the song's about. Like, I don't hate The Grateful Dead. Like, I like a couple of their songs because it's, like dudes like that don't know really how to play country music playing country music while high which is like chill but you know yeah. is what it is
0: for, for me it's such a foreign concept to like ever even think to listen to them like oh what, dude I just think... listen
1: to new writers of the purple sage it's way better the songs are way more intentional and it's like very good solid like alt like 70s alt country very good
0: for me i, I think what was the worst musical experience you had this year and mine isn't even like a new release I, I i sometimes i like to punish myself like if i'm down on myself i'm like i'm gonna listen to some cringe like i know i'm gonna oh cringe, i you know?
1: know um and you'll like go on discord and like post very bad metalcore
0: yeah yeah and i'm like this is i don't do that terrible. To myself. i'm not a masochist um but I I listened, like, I think it was two nights ago, for the first time ever, to Five Finger Death Punch. And Ugh. My, Ugh. my god. My god. Like, I get- Yeah, it's get, bad. I get they're the whole pro-military ban, and I knew that going in, but I didn't realize how much- they were sucking the cock of the military and the cops and capitalism. Like the fact they have an album called American capitalist. And I was reading the lyrics to one of the songs and it was literally like, um, I'm not selling out. I'm selling in and like being proud about that. And like trying to, and it was like an uplift trying to be an uplifting thing of like, yes, you should all try and be capitalists." Like bro, (laughs) you're playing the wrong kind of music for this shit. Can you just fuck off?
1: Here's a, here's a weird moment where I'm going to like talk about Disturbed in like a way that's kind of like giving Disturbed probably more credit that like anyone would ever ex- expect them to be given. Um, disturbed, like I feel like my experience of like listening to Disturbed as like a kid is like they they have some songs that are kind of like pretty like anti-military like pro like human rights and like anti-oppression that kind of stuff like you want to think that from like what your surface level knowledge of disturbed is but if you listen Mm. to disturbed you're like oh i can i can kind of hear this here and there i feel like five-finger death punch is what would happen if someone like went and listened to disturbed and like lived out their interpretation of what they thought disturbed was and then made it even worse
0: because disturbed
1: has some slappers five-finger death punch has zero slappers in fact they have anti-slappers.
0: That that band is like taking, like, th- they're literally just. Disturbed a, is and, cool. D- like, I give a lot of respect to Disturbed because, like, they came up at a time where, you know, it was the new metal boom and that sort of thing. But, like, if you really, like, if you listen to that band, they're not pulling from, like, a new metal sound and they never really were. Like, it, it, it's weird because I think a lot of those bands around that time, even if they were doing something like different because, you know, they looked a certain way, which was just like fashionable at the time, like you get lumped in with Nu Metal um, and that band's like persevered and pushed through it. I will also give them a lot of credit for um deciding of all covers to do to do a genesis cover but i also feel like that was a bad choice because it made a lot of other bands decide to go out and cover good songs and make them bad
1: yeah i mean that genesis cover does bang though and it makes you forget about the really bad tears for fears cover that they did
0: yeah i'm just i don't even acknowledge that that exists like tears for fears are australian legends like like
1: I'm not going to lie the the disturbed album that has that cover on it uh 10,000 fists um I bought that CD in like the past 5 years. Like when I, when I was when I was a kid it's, I, it's I, good.
0: I, when I was a kid I pre-ordered that indestructible album cuz it was like just about to come out. I was a kid and like I think like as a gateway band they're not one of the worst ones you could have. Like th- think about like I got to put it this way. What would you rather a gateway kid listen to? Five finger death punch or disturbed.
1: Like, oh, disturbed by a country mile dropping plates, dude. Dropping plates off
0: your ass, bitch,
1: dude. Like, great, <laughs> like
0: any day, but also the best thing to ever happen with disturbed was uh, like a really old YouTuber, like, did used to do like parodies of uh, of those sorts of bands. And he did, oh, John point- Tron, no, 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 no. uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was, Kidding. uh, c- it's called the the greatest hit of disturbed because he noticed that every vocal phrase in every single disturbed song, you could just say yumma nama nam and it would work. <laughs> and he literally just like did all the different songs and the only things he said out of his mouth were yama nama 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 (laughs) nama yeah "Yeah, i I
1: remember that i remember that video now very good
0: it's so fucking good (laughs) and he did one on lincoln park as well and like he's full dressed as them and everything that like magic of old youtube where there was like no money in it you were just doing it because it was funny like some of that stuff is fucking great
1: oh so true No, no incentives, just uh, psychotic creative minds. I love that uh, the intention of going into this, uh, this episode was to do like best of like end of year kind of discussion. And we fully got sidelined by some disturbed talk.
0: Now I take, I
1: take full responsibility for that because disturbed is cool. Um, but, but I just, I just think that's very sick, but we should, we should get to the topic at hand. Uh, I, yeah. I feel, I don't know if I said this on recording or if I said this before we started recording, but this episode's going to be a little light, you know, it's going to be some casual listening. Um, because, uh, I, I have a, I have an engagement. I'm going to go mosh my scrawny little brains out. So, um, yeah, let's talk about our best ofs, our, our end of years, even like stuff from, last year that we really got into this year i know i've got a couple bands records movies shows that kind of thing but let's let's hear you let's hear let's hear what you feel
0: for me this year musically like the new spy was really cool um but i must i i'm gonna sound so fucking old and jaded um i must admit i wasn't listening to a lot of like new stuff uh within the hardcore world this year um like gel just dropped a new song today. Um, and it was really, really fucking good. Um, like, you know, there's there's a bunch of good bands out there. Australia's kinda, you know, uh going back on fire. We had the drop of the uh This is Australia Volume Two, which was like, God, that was volume one was like so, so long ago. Um, so that came out of nowhere. Every band on that rips, Last Ride as a label just keeps putting out bangers and um, just dropping great bands and there was the toy seven inch uh the new chain seven inch fucking rules uh the nerve damage uh society made, uh society made me sick um that fucking ruled but like for me the big thing has been going back to demos from last year and like really really like getting heavily invested into them i think the two big ones that come to mind for me are Fleshwater. water I, I fucking love that demo because it's just like take the take the good elements of vain from the guitar work and add like a pinch of pinch more of melody to it hell and yeah. just kind of do that and roll with it and also doing a bjork cover that's fucking great
1: oh um, hell yeah more hardcore bands need to cover bjork yeah and then bane bane uh, did it and that's cool bane is cool like the uh,
0: as well like i've been i've been discovering bands like that have been around for ages that i just kind of like you know, kind of pass up and like or I'd listen to once and be like, yeah, whatever, that song didn't do anything for me, so I'm not gonna continue. Um right. I rewatched the Bane documentary and then I listened to Give Blood again and I was like, okay, now I get it. Like now, that now is I, an that is an
1: all-time hardcore record. Give like, all, give everything, give the, blood. That, that album
0: gives me fucking chills.
1: Ooh. That see it, that it, is a band that like was responsible for like changing me from a punk kid to a hardcore kid like when it's, I listen to Bane I was like okay hardcore is is good enough I don't mm. need anything else except for hardcore
0: it, it it's such a like like there's a lot of cliche lyrics in there and stuff but I think with Bane like because they're such like when you like I've been to a Bane show and it's just such a positive fucking you know vibe at a show and it's refreshing. Like I know we're not gonna see Bane shows anymore, but like damn, I wish I cared about Bane when they were around, <sighs> you know, so I could've so I could have gotten into it more. And then there I was mean that's like, that's
1: a band that definitely went to Australia a couple times. Oh
0: dude, they they have a seven inch literally, uh that is called Perth. Oh,
1: true, true, yeah. Yeah.
0: They have a Perth seven inch that was released by an Australian record label from back in exactly. like two thousand eight or something. They've been over here like god I don't even know how many times. Definitely, definitely
1: more than a lot of other like American hardcore bands. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we, because they were they
1: were one of like the few like like modern hardcore bands that were big enough to do that as often as they did, and they were able to just like keep that cycle going.
0: Yeah, and I think that shows their like love of the band as well, because Bane is like, you know, you see a lot of Bane merch around, but they weren't really like a money making Titan sort of thing. Like they 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 weren't this like you know, ultra, you know, money-making sort of machine. Like we see with bands like code orange and like now even harm's ways kind of, you know, uh, getting a lot of love from the metal scene and they'll soon enough be like a money-making machine or like you look at something like they're not like an every time I die, you know, where they came from the hardcore scene and, you know, they can sustain a living off of their band.
1: Like speaking of money-making machine, turnstile on late night mainstream American TV next week.
0: Yeah. Like a lot of
1: old heads are crying their fucking asses off, and I think it's so sick. I'm hoping that this is going to be a I'm hoping that this is going to be a great thing for hardcore.
0: Those old heads were sitting at their TV excited as hell when H2O played Conan when they were on a major label, and now they're shitting on fucking
1: turnstile. I'm going to say this about all those no echo dudes and I hope so badly that some of them are listening just because you're 40 washed up and your band never got to play outside of your county doesn't mean you should shit on another band for actually being successful without selling out and continuing to play the music that they want to play. A lot of a lot of people have like this outdated like punk notion that like you sell out if you become successful when in reality selling out is when you begin to compromise your artistic integrity and that's something yeah. that like turnstile haven't done they they've progressed their sound forward Uh, every other like i would say maybe maybe code orange sold out i'm not saying that they don't love the music that they're doing but i feel like what they're doing now is not what their intentions were when they started out i would say that there might be a degree of at least passive selling out there like something that may have psychologically happened in the background but turnstile definitely did not sell out and I think a lot of their success comes as a result of like committing to their artistic vision and like the, like the sonic template that they've like established for themselves. So a bunch of crybabies.
0: B- biggest stinker of the year that I can think of off the top of my head that is technically hardcore related is 100% mm-hmm. that Code Orange song. That that <sighs> shit. That, that shit is like, I mean, I, I, I tr- <laughs> I've tried with it. Cause like it has a cool mosh part in it, but here, here's that the thing. Much part I last ten seconds of like a nearly four minute song that sounds like Power Man Five Thousand.
1: Let me tell you how I learned to love that song. I stopped acknowledging it as anything related to hardcore.
0: Yeah, but even then, I was like, like "This like, is
1: a this is a very sick new metal song."
0: I, I think for me, just Jami just his singing voice pisses me off. Like, there's something about it. it. I I, I, re- I really hope he doesn't start, like, doing that as, like, his main thing. Because, like, I've always liked his, like, sort of yelled vocals and stuff. I think Reba's got a great voice. And if you're going to have singing with Code Orange, why would you not go with the far superior singer? Like, it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, look, if they're happy doing what they're doing, and they, they definitely seem to be, like, that Quake uh cover that they did of the quake theme
1: you i don't love the cover vi- but i loved the video
0: yeah you can tell in the video they're having so much fucking fun doing that you know um jami's living out his dream of trying to be trent reznor in the fucking um in, in like 94 era trent reznor you yeah know, you can tell he's trying to live out that dream and like good for him let him live out that dream doesn't mean it's, I'm it's only appropriate
1: good that it's only appropriate that code orange are ripping off nine inch nails because nine inch nails were just ripping off skinny puppies so
0: and it's it's in also, twenty
1: years we'll have someone ripping so cool. off Code Orange. So,
0: oh, absolutely, <laughs> dude. you you already have kids that like when when Code Orange came up with I am King, like you saw in the hardcore scene. Everyone was like, oh, it's it, it's cool to like bury it alive and stuff again. And then we had the whole like metalcore boom kind of happen again yeah. in the scene, you know. And I think Code Orange was definitely part of like sparking that flame, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm among hoping among that like men. really
1: i'm hoping that like really heavy metalcore bands are like reaching their apex and that's going to start petering off because i would love to like hear other types of hardcore again
0: i want a band to come out it's like when every
1: band was trying to sound like like backtrack for like five years
0: yeah oh dude 6131 the wasteland
1: fucking hard
0: riff (laughs) bands like it just it went from being being very sick sick to being oh my god some some good bands some some very passable bands even being oh. like hard side, getting genuine hype in Australia, like that band was so hyped over here. There were ki- there were so many kids rocking hard side merch, and like at yeah,
1: the time, good I I, I,
0: <laughs> I was along with it. I was like, "This is cool, man!" Even like Warhound, I was like,
1: "Oh, oh man, god, cool. Warhound then- was the best worst Biohazard cover band." Full stop. The Butt Rock vocals fucking did it for <sighs> me,
0: dude. The, I think my favorite thing was like. They literally just did a random melodic song on it and they were like, oh shit, none of us can sing. Let's just get Taylor <laughs> Young in. No, sorry, Colin Young in. And just get him to sing over this like really shitty melodic track. And it it, it just has no context in the album either. And it opens with a ooh, And then it goes <laughs> into just like Colin like trying to do this like operatic singing thing. It just it, there's so much corniness in that band. And I think the problem was you knew they were taking it so seriously oh 100 there was was no like the whole next level demonstration from 2013 that track is like pure cringe i'm like they could
1: they could have gone in like a lion crew like like it or not direction and just be total like lords, and it would be so sick but instead they were just like this is this is for real
0: and then they then they became a new metal band and
1: man they fell off they fell yeah. off. They, they fell I don't. Th- off the I don't think that band exists anymore.
0: Yeah, at, le-
1: at least uh, in the con- like concept of anyone else's mind.
0: I wish drowning wouldn't exist anymore. Do that they? Band from Chicago, they, that band is somehow still around because they're they're friends with uh. They're like, yeah, we got some cred. Chubby Fresh said we're good. It's like, That's, is that really that is a seal a, of
1: approval? That is not a glow glowing endorsement.
0: Yeah,
1: like, if <laughs> I feel like anybody in their right mind if they're like if they're like, "Oh, Chubby Fresh thinks my band is good." Like in 2021, that would probably get your band canceled.
0: I'm thinking of reunions that shouldn't have happened recently that have happened like Sub Zero coming back like sure, Sub-Zero No, that new fine, song is like, sick.
1: That new yeah, song is like, sick.
0: But but like who who is really sitting in their house? Well, the, well, like, the thing is is I don't like, think Sub
1: Zero i don't think sub-zero ever like stopped like being a thing like i'm pretty sure just like their singer like kept having cancer
0: the new in cold blood stuff rules i think that was yeah like, that's good the reunions work they should get j-man back they should just get j-man to be the vocalist again because like their best record has j-man on vocals so just yeah. get him to get him to isn't come back, somebody so in
1: like... that band in jail or like was in jail for a long time
0: um i think i could so. just be thinking of cold probably thinking coldest life that was a, that was a really good re-release that was smart like yeah is life the re-release was, awesome
1: was very re-release. good the yeah. bu- the i think um weren't there like some bulldoze re-releases or
0: um i think they're planned there's bulldoze mm-hmm. releases planned because so well i know saw...
1: there's going to be dark side nyc re-releases hopefully sometime yeah. soon which would be very sick
0: I think not it's enough celtic be...
1: frost and hardcore these days
0: i think it's gonna all be a lot of uh a389 because i think with like dom coming back and doing the label that's that's something oh is, is he really bringing a cool.
1: 389 back i was very yeah. sad when it
0: stopped Cold, coldest life is the coldest life reissues he a 389 oh
1: that's right that's right yeah that's he's, very he's, sick that's i i would love to see own, like yeah. another scene of like a 389 bands again yeah like that all that was, the bands that, was... that just like we're riding on pulling teeth coattails
0: um, and then doing the whole like you know all the A three eight nine bashes with like Bloodlet doing re- like oh, the yeah. fact that the fact that A three eight nine is the reason that Bloodlet are are like a band again makes me so fucking happy because I I fucking love Bloodlet and oh in- incredibly band is-
1: legendary demonic hardcore like anybody that doesn't that fuck that with sucks. Bloodlet leads to like turning around if they think like, that band sucks then their brain is limited their capacity at like understanding like like next level riffs is just (laughs) non-existent fucking oatmeal brains but um even my cat is mad about it like best of this year
0: with like musically yeah it'd be the spy release for sure that that i don't know that's really i didn't you
1: know i'm gonna be honest i i didn't really like it i don't really like that band but i I love that everyone else does it seems to be bringing a lot of people joy and I, i i back that
0: uh gulch breaking up as much as like i'm not a big gulch fan um that's a big thing because that band was on such a like such a hype train they could have been offered like a really fucking good label deal um but i'd say it's but i think i
1: think it shows a lot of integrity that they broke up though i i like i don't think it's cool in the sense that like i feel bad for like people that were legitimately into that band not just for their merch but like i think it's cool that they decided to like go out on their own terms
0: and go out go out on a peak like i think that's a really smart thing for a band to do because you see yeah. a lot of bands just kind of keep going and keep going and and especially when you're a hype band because drain is like the like drain is the main project right so yeah. gulch is gulch is always going to be secondary now like drain just go fucking sign at epitaph and that new track yeah it doesn't sound exactly like california ghost but it's fucking cool it, it was fun it rules yeah I, th- um, I feel like
1: i feel like they can like naturally go in a direction that would suit that label and like honestly like to go it's a very natural trajectory too because they w- went to like revelation and then they went to, to epitaph like it kind of goes in like works. a logical path rather than like a band that just like comes out of nowhere and then like all of a sudden is on like a huge label
0: Ah, uh, yeah that that happened in australia there's a band called dreg and they were legit just like releasing their music on their own and then suddenly one day they were just like oh we're signed to epitaph and i was like what? interesting like oh uh, and recently their drummer um multiple accounts of abuse and then instead of like their, their, their post was just he is no longer in the band
1: yikes like not, and not every- even like we, like, we don't like, we don't tolerate like abuse or abusers. Just like this guy yeah. is not in the band. Just,
0: anymore. just, he is no longer in the band. We hope he sorts his stuff out. Uh, and then people okay. like called them out on it. And like the, the, their response was, we're going to post the, the text messages that we've had with the uh, abused parties um, without asking them and just blur their names out. And it's like, uh, What? Like no, that's-, that's the worst damage control I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and if any okay. of you are listening to this, guys, you're better than that. Do better. That ain't
1: it. When when you when you do the right thing, but in the wrong way.
0: Yeah, with uh, fun stuff. Since we are mainly a, a movie podcast, like best movie of the year. Yeah what's like your for- What's
1: your best movie or best movies?
0: Like that I. I'm going to pick one that I hadn't seen until this year. And then I'm going to pick two that are from this year that I can't pick between. And I think will be kind of controversial picks. So that I hadn't seen until this year. Um Jurassic park lost world. That movie. Fucking oh yeah. Yes. I hadn't seen any of the Jurassic park movies until like, God, when did we watch that? Like maybe a month ago. Like was. yeah that was about a month ago yeah. yeah
1: you you said the you said the first one was um was, was okay right. but honestly i think i think that's because you didn't uh you didn't watch it with the lads
0: you know i was i was watching it with someone else and uh yeah it was it was i mean the acting is very good in it Don't you gotta wrong, be in like but... a very
1: pro dinosaur environment to like fully get the wonder mm-hmm. of that movie gotta have
0: gotta have all my fellow like dino enthusiasts around but yeah all yeah, your that... dino boys That movie ruled, and then I think my top two for this year are Halloween Kills because Halloween Kills was very good. Those Halloween movies are just each one's great, and then uh, I'm gonna have a really controversial one and say Malignant.
1: Oh, I'm fully on board with that. Malignant is like probably like the most out of control horror movie I've seen in a long way, like out of control and like an intentional, well done way. Not like out of control because it's like some like low budget, like not enough people to say no kind of way, but like out of control in a way that like all the money in the world was thrown at it. And for that to be it's what happened, just so sick. Bonkers.
0: I, I, like, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. People were shitting on it, being like, oh, it's a take on the Giallo. It fully is not a take no, on the Giallo. It is
1: it's big budget action basket case and it's so sick
0: yeah it fucking rules um anyone who doesn't like it is taking it way too seriously like to take that movie seriously is is where you falter um worst movie i saw this year would be um and this will be controversial as well i really really uh, and I'll pick one movie I hadn't seen until this year, and one movie that came out this year. A movie that came mm. out this year, the new Conjuring movie. Man, oh don't, yeah, don't bring Satanism. I've, I haven't into even the I haven't universe. even finished
1: it yet, and it's just it's very slow and boring.
0: They brought Satanism into the universe, and it's like still better than Conjuring
1: Two, in my opinion.
0: But when you but when you start bringing like real world themes to a super like to a paranormal supernatural movie, it it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work and it falls really flat. And you can tell that this guy is a first time director because it seems like the actors in the movie were, because they're good actors, don't get me wrong, but Mm. it feels like there's no direction given to them. There were moments in that movie where I actually like laughed out loud, like genuinely started like laughing to the point where I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so much unintentionally. Like, it wasn't meant to be a funny moment, but I was laughing at it because it was so shit. Um, And then the worst movie I saw this year that was from a different year is the original Conjuring. Um, The start of it, where they start explaining uh, the Annabelle doll like, moving by itself.
1: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: And they're they're like, oh, this seven-year-old girl asked if she could be in the body, and I'm like, bro, she's a demon. Why is she asking permission? like what the fuck that makes no sense oh am i meant to be scared of this very polite demon like what is he gonna come up to you and be like do you mind if i slit your throat like from the second and that's the very beginning of the movie right so from that being my introduction to the conjuring universe and that is the introduction to the conjuring universe how does anyone take those movies seriously if if it's a fucking demon it's not just gonna be like do do you do you mind if I uh, if I use this body as a host? Like, is that okay? Like, it's just going to fucking do it, you know? Demons are yeah. meant to be fucking evil. Like, don't make it polite. If you make it polite, now I'm thinking like, oh, this witch is just going to come up and be like, do, do you mind if I uh, take over this house and murder your wife from the inside? Like, is that okay? And I also hate that the movie ends literally they walk out of the dark house into the beautiful sunshine outside and everything's fine and everyone's made it through and it's peaceful and happy. No, kill the children. Destroy the child. Corrupt them all. This is their plan, people, as Alex Jones would say. <laughs> like, just... Movies need to stop being afraid to kill kids because... Like, it, it seems people are really scared to do that. Like, especially in a horror... Like... In a horror movie, there should be no dissertation as to what a person is. A person is a person. They're cattle, essentially. Slaughter them. Kill them. You know? Like, do something. That movie has, like, does it even was have gonna a I going to say, that's a very
1: un, un-vegan thing to say, but I get what you're saying.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I will say it from a <laughs> vegan Every- standpoint.
1: Everyone is eligible to be a member of the yeah. Kill Count
0: yeah absolutely and there should like if you've got a demon coming about there should be a kill count and there isn't one and the whole time i'm watching the movie as well when i'm looking at the dad and the family i'm just thinking of quotes from the movie office space because i can't think of him as any other character
1: yeah that's true that's pretty hard to uh, ignore and forget um, Plus office, oh, that's, uh,
0: uh, office space best movie i rewatched this year easy
1: is was this year the first time you watched it
0: no, no, no. It, it's oh, okay. a staple. Okay. I okay. watch it all the time. Yeah, incredible.
1: All all time great comedy all, film. All um, time. My yeah, let's uh let's take a step it. back from the uh from the worst. I don't I know I've seen like some very bad movies this year, but I can't remember any of they are any of what they are. But as far as like best that I can remember that I can think of, it's definitely malignant, but also Dune. Um Dune was just I, very, very good. Some I've people thought that, it was uh, boring. Prepped. Um but I, I thought it was just incredible, big, atmospheric sci-fi. Um, very excited to see how the rest of the saga is going to be handled. Um, I just thought it was very good. I, Like I said, I can't remember like a lot of what I watched this year, kind of just because I watched so much stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's been.
1: Black Widow was very sick. Um, I'm not a. I, yeah, um, Shang-Chi was very sick. I can't think of a lot of horror, like horror and genre movies. I saw that were very good.
0: Which one? There was, there was Candyman remake. Oh, Quiet Place was, Two is good. Yeah, Quiet Place. I didn't watch. I
1: didn't watch the new Candyman.
0: The new Candyman, um, it's definitely better than the sequels, but it's not better. It, like when you have an original as good as the original Candyman, you're not going to beat it. And I don't think that was their intention. I think their intention was to continue on from the first one um and it's it's good don't get me wrong it's it's mm-hmm. it's good because remakes are it just it very- sounds like it it
1: was a little like uh like ideologically challenged like it was trying to do a lot of things at one time
0: it was trying to push a lot of messages in it that were already conveyed in the original candyman in a in a slightly different way and by doing so it kind of like pushed it down your throat and kind of took away from the the main draw of what Candyman is like yeah you actually don't you see tony todd once in that movie once yeah for like 10 seconds and i think that's kind of shit because yeah that like that's, i understand like the philosophy like
1: don't don't show the monster but like you can it's definitely slasher. show too little of the monster like they didn't show uh like too much of like tony todd in like the original one but like they definitely like highlighted him after a certain point and made him a part of like the the central story it wasn't just like a blip on the screen again i haven't seen it but that's that's a complaint that i've definitely heard from a lot of people
0: oh good a good remake from this year that really surprised me i thought would have been really bad was they actually remade slumber party massacre
1: oh i heard about that Uh, i have heard that it is bad so I, I won't know until i see it you think terrifier is very good and i think terrifier is like yeah a, like an all-time bad movie so
0: i i like Let's terrifier see. i would say the reason i like terrifier so much is you've got a killer like slashes to me you need to have like a figurehead
1: yeah killer, right? i think i think you have That's a valid reason for liking it i just also think that i have a equally valid reason yeah, for not absolutely. Liking it.
0: absolutely i can see why people think it's <laughs> trash the plot there's no plot there there is no plot there right there is no plot behind terror. it just reminds me of it's- so
1: many very bad horror movies that like i rented from like hollywood video
0: i think the, i think the thing that really grabs me is how good the special effects are and the fact that they're all practical because i'm very much a proponent for practical special effects over you know cgi so true for me it, it it's more of just a, a, a like a film to watch and be like man, that kill was gruesome, as opposed to, man, that's a really well-made movie. Because it's not. It's not a well-made movie. There's no plot to it. It just has a killer and a bunch of kills. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's a, that, b- it's a bunch that.
1: of practical effects thrown together, which which I can respect.
0: It's a junk food movie, right? It is a junk food movie. It is not meant to be like high-caliber art or like, you know, reaching for a 10 out of 10. It's definitely like-
1: More like high-calorie art because it'll make your brain fat with waste.
0: It, it's like a six out of 10 easily, but I enjoy, I enjoy it. Like I just enjoy the the kills in it because I have a warped mind and I like seeing people get murdered on screen.
1: Yeah, true. If you haven't, I would recommend you watch um, uh, Chrome skull laid to rest too. Also a lot like similar vision, lots of practical, like insane practical effects. Um, probably not too much more plot to it, but just for whatever reason, I I enjoyed that one a little bit better, probably because like the kills were very crazy in it
0: what would you what would you say is your favorite hardcore release of this year
1: favorite hardcore release of this year um oh that's really tough to say uh i've got a couple uh, that i've been on like heavy rotation um like the the new method of doubt record is incredible but i haven't spun it as much as other records um new like southern california like revolution summer kind of band jade dust they put out a demo that is absolutely insane that everyone should listen to uh the one step uh closer album um top shelf i think that's going to be like a, a hardcore record that like stands the test of time i, th- I think
0: that that's like this generation's floral grain yeah I re- I, I think, yeah. it, I think it's that it, it's a, it's a really, really good album and it does touch also to glow on,
1: but I Bowen, think glow on like transcends hardcore. Like that's just straight yeah. up like an album of the year.
0: Yeah. That's definitely in contention. I think that
1: this was a very good year for hardcore, new yeah. hardcore bands.
0: And um like the new dare album, like as I'm thinking more, I'm thinking more good stuff. The new dare album was, was, was fun. I definitely didn't like the re-recording to the, the welcome to the oc uh promo tape songs as much as the promo tape versions but i definitely really enjoyed that record it's just like fun fast like orange county punky hardcore you know um yeah it's 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 really fun then there's like you know even thinking to uh like thinking to australia there's a a band called latest god because you mentioned revolution summer bank of latest God that's just come out. It's a bunch of old dudes from Newcastle that have been, you know, playing in bands since 93, Um, you know, bands like arms reach and uh, life, love regret and the the dead walk and summer Dolan's bands, but Dolan's like singing. And it's, it's really, really early revolution summer sort of sound. A lot of, a lot of swizz influence too.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. Really, really fun. Cool. Seven inch that they just dropped. Um, that's definitely for me like EP of the year because I'm mm-hmm. like a Luke Dolan super fan. Anything he does, I, I think turns to gold. He's got a really distinct voice, really pushes his Australian accent. And I think that um in Australia with with hardcore bands, a lot of the time that because you're trying to if you're trying to reach more than just Australia, people hide their Australian accents when they're, you know, singing or doing spoken word stuff. They they try and Americanize oh, play their up. voices. And I think it's stupid play into the fact that you're Australian sounds exotic. Do it. Um, (laughs) True. Favorite favorite record of the year goes to the new failure record for sure. For me. Oh
1: yeah. If if anyone knows, I swear, I swear I'm going to listen to it before the end of the year. Like I, like I told you I've, I've been hesitant to listen to it because once I listen to it, I'm not going to listen to anything else for a while. Yeah. Failure is is a all time great band.
0: I, I, I would actually put that like, I'm, as probably everyone i think fantastic planets their best record um mm-hmm. i would say this comes in second Th- this this is above magnified for me which is hard to say cuz i love magnified but i i think this slightly edges out magnified this is the best thing they've done since the reunion easily it's just so so good so much fun and like not really a fun record cuz failure's never really been a fun game, right. but it's a really good record if you're doing it is it like-
1: is satisfying to listen to it's very good
0: if you're alone like in your house playing a video game put that on in the background and just let it envelop and like turn the sound off for for the video game and just just listen to the record and it's yeah it's just really oh really hell fun. yeah actually
1: actually best release of 2021 metroid dread go play it very good ooh. um
0: <laughs> yeah we ooh yeah definitely with gaming like for me uh would it be Metroid dread or would it honestly the game i've played the most pokemon either pokemon unite which is a really fun free mobile um and then also probably like i'm grinding stuff on pokemon brilliant diamond at the moment i know people Respect. are angry, angry about those remakes but I think once you play them, there's nothing to be angry about. There's so much post game to do, and the post game is so deep. Like especially for a Pokemon game, it's mm. just really dumb, mindless fun. You know,
1: hell actually, yeah! I mean,
0: that's really good wrestling wise. Best pay per view of the year, like bar mm. none. AEW All Out. You cannot top the first match of CM Punk coming back the return of Brian Danielson.
1: Yeah, and- I will say, it's, I know it's been a big year for wrestling, but I've, I've only been watching uh, AEW Dark. Um, I have not watched a lot of new wrestling this year. It's been a lot of going through a lot of old wrestling, but I, I know that I'm going to be coming up to a point where I'm going to be catching up to a, a lot of good stuff. And I think wrestling is getting to a, a very exciting place that it has not been at, been at on the scale that it's at for, for a long time.
0: On the sad end of wrestling it's sad to see um ring of honor go on hi- hiatus <sighs> yeah but,
1: but it is what it is
0: fucked up world what would be what, what if you have to say one record for the year like absolutely one record
1: one record for the year for for the year one record for the year all times all places all moods it's going to be glow on turnstile really did it um yeah. That that album did not have to grow on me. It I didn't have to like sleep on it. Uh my feeling on that album hasn't changed since the first time I listened to it, and it continues to be as enthralling and exciting as I actually it will, think that, will probably always be. I,
0: I really enjoyed it the first time around, but I think the more and more I listen to it, the more I'm enjoying it. I think it's gonna be like if turnstile stopped now they're gonna be remembered like forever because I, it I will
1: define the decade i'm calling it now
0: it's gonna be a really hot like i don't think any other hardcore band is gonna come out and like release an album that good that transcends like like that album has and that album has transcended without compromising on fucking anything And I think that's why I appreciate it so much because a lot of bands, when they want to transcend genres, they down, they downplay or they kind of hide their hardcore elements and start putting them more, you know, to the side. This album has everything. If you watch the musical evolution of Turnstile, it's so natural, like that we're at glow on, but I didn't expect it to be this fucking good.
1: Yeah. I feel that. Well, with that, that being said, with uh, with our best records and everything, I do got to say, I got I to gotta cut the cord. I got to head on out. But
0: I mean, It's been a good year, guys. Also want to say it's best been a good episode year. of the year, easily demo listen. We, we got to have them on again. That was just fun. As oh, part. 100%. But we're going to edit in a bunch of our favorite moments and stuff like that, pan out the runtime, and we're also changing uh, the intro and outro songs, so you guys will get to hear that uh as a new thing we're not gonna say what it is but uh you'll definitely enjoy it but uh thank you for listening anyone who has uh definitely been really really fun it's a fun outlet just to talk shit about movies and that and we plan to do a shit ton more next year
1: hell yeah Uh, adios